Then put your little hand in mine There ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb Welcome to Groundhog Minute, the podcast where we celebrate the 1993 classic Groundhog Day one repetitive minute at a time. I am your host, Sean. And I'm your other host, Dave. And joining us again today, we have special guest Thomas Howitt of The Neverending Minute and X Minutes. Welcome back. I'm back again. It's like I never left. It's like the day is starting <laughs> over again. <laughs> never it's like time some other, it's like some kind of day that keeps happening. So this is minute 11, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So minute 11, we start with. No, you're no, 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 no. Minute 12. We didn't talk about the belly button thing. Uh, oh, it's too late. Button. Okay. Minute 12. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. So much Toblowski. All right, so yeah, so thank you all for coming back on this wonderful Friday. Thank you, Thomas, for minute twelve. Dave, lay it down. Okay, what's going on for so, minute twelve? All right, in minute twelve, after getting made fun of by uh, Ned for stepping in that pothole, Phil walks into Gobbler's Knob and is greeted by Rita and Larry. Uh, Rita informs Phil that the locals have, have a great partying atmosphere, and Phil informs her that he considers them hicks. All right, I gotta say here. First gut reaction, I would have punched Ned right here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> walked right back around. <laughs> would have punched him, I can't lie. <laughs> yeah. Of course, this is after I probably just broke my knee <sighs> in that pothole because, oh my yeah. God. God. Yeah, God forbid, like, yeah, you're a loose, loose rocking, like you, yeah, now you like you hurt your ankle, you, you twisted it or something. Yeah, so Ramus talks a little bit about this in the in the director's commentary that they they dug this hole. They removed some of the the bricks or the cobblestones from the road to make this pothole. This thing is, yeah, he's like in up to his knee. Like if a car hit, like there should be yeah cones up or something. Like if a car hit this, you're not getting out. You're nope. just going in. Like this, it's not very wide, but it's very deep. Actually, it's so funny you mentioned a car. I don't know if you heard. I, I kept scrubbing back and forth on this. When Ned's laughing, mm-hmm. I, I think you could hear a car failing to turn over. You hear, like in the back, and I'm I'm very curious if that's like if we're gonna see more of that. Like if that's one of the help cars that maybe Phil's fixed later in the movie. Oh. But like, listen again. Like when Ned's laughing and making fun of him, like just listen closely. I think you hear like a car like failing to turn over the engine. Or is that Ned's laugh? Because he does like. <laughs> oh. Oh God! That, that might have been. Worse. That might be Ned. <laughs> Some horrible siren he has in his throat. <laughs> yeah, Though I, I kind of like it. It's not nice, but it adds a little bit of nuance. Because we were before we were thinking Ned's kind of the lovable loser. Yeah, he's an insurance salesman, and yeah, he's annoying and a little pushy, but he's really a nice guy at heart. And now it's like, no, nope, I'm not a nice guy. I'm annoying. And you know what? Maybe I'm just as much of a Phil as Phil is. <laughs> yeah, that is a really interesting thing. We kind of like we did over the past three days. We have here like kind of taken a turn of like everyone's nice and 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 it's Phil who's the jerk. But like, no, this no, this guy's a jerk. No, no, okay, he's a jerk. Got it. Like you're like, ah, oh, he's a pushy insurance salesman. Ah, oh, he kind of sounds sleazy with his pitch. Ah, oh, he's touching him too much. And now it's like, all right, now he's just like, yeah, laughing. It's like. Uh, I don't want anything to do with this Ned. Ugh. Ned's a creep. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm coming down on the Ned's a creep side. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with on Ned on uh, annoying Ned creep jerk. All the, all the bad words. He is. He's just as bad as Phil right now. <laughs> yeah. 
So I wonder, so I'm looking at this, this step into this pothole. Okay. Is this a little bit of, of karma? Is this kind of just a sign? Is, you know, is this kind of the world reaching out to Phil, kind of trying to shake him to say, don't be a jerk. Don't be like Ned. You could be a nice guy. You could be living your best life. Right. Or, you know, bad, if, if you're a bad person, bad things are going to happen to you, basically. Is, is this a little bit of karma here? I think this whole movie is a little bit of karma. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, no, I, I do see the karma thing, but it's kind of like if it's if 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 the 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 galactic universe whatever you want to say like if it's trying to tell Phil right now it's like the worst time because he just got to have an annoying conversation and now he's got to go like to meet his coworkers in the town square of a town he's going to be in for a festival that he has nothing but disdain for it's like it's going to be like it's going to fall on deaf ears uh, to Phil right now and, and let's not forget <laughs> yeah. the water he steps in is filled oh. with ice. Yes. <laughs> he doesn't react like it's cold water, which is amazing for one thing. But then the whole time he's walking, it's cold enough for everybody to need jackets and a fire pit and scarves. His leg <laughs> is going to fall off by the time he gets home tonight. Yeah, you're right. No, he's probably like just like boiling it up, boiling it up. Just yeah. like, he's got frostbite by the time he gets home for sure. <laughs> Well, and, th- and this is really cool. They talk about during filming. Like, so this is, this is not in Punxsutawney, but this is actually further north in Woodstock, Illinois. And it's, it's real winter time and it is really cold. Like those people really need those jackets. Um, I wonder if it's a continuity error when he's walking and we kind of see him. He's like stamping his foot or shaking his leg that his pant leg, it doesn't look quite as wet as it should be. I wonder if it, is it like, is it just that it's already dark gray, so you can't tell where it's wet? No, I don't think it's or wet is, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and I'm wondering, was yeah, he, hard to tell, yeah. so he's, it, it looks like it's a short walk. He's not right across the street at the hotel, but he's still relatively close. He's close enough to walk to Gobbler's Knob. And I'm wondering, like, the whole way there, does he have, like, a pre-routine? I mean, he's going to be on TV. People are going to be watching. I know I've got a little routine that I go through to prepare for you know, this podcast where no one's listening, uh, you know, versus this guy's on TV where the whole city of Pittsburgh, like hanging on his every word, he's trying to like get into that space where he can perform. And then first he's hijacked by, by Ned. And then, then the, the pothole thing is like, it's gotta be throwing him off. Yeah. He's definitely off his game right now. And I just want to know how many times we can get you to say gobbler's knob. <laughs> 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 there's probably a lot we maybe keep 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 count of the gobbler's knobs uh, <laughs> there's no innuendo there at all <laughs> i want yeah that's i want I, I know i haven't looked into it yet and i like to uh i like to surprise myself i save some research for for during the podcast but uh, i don't know the origin of the name Gobbler's Knob. Well, I'll tell you so, what, Sean, um, I bet you're going to come back to this scene again. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to have an opportunity. And that's yeah, one of the things I'm trying not to shoot everything out at once because I know we're going to be – we'll be coming back to Gobbler's Knob yeah, well, we uh, get the, a few we more get the times. first time. Yeah. All right. I have, a, I have a question. Out of curiosity, do you want me to bring up where the cherry tree, in at least in the real world, sits in re- relative to – 
the the town so, square. Like the Times Square. Yeah. Oh, please do. Yeah, we love. Uh, okay. So map talk. once again, this is Woodstock, Illinois. This is not the real or the in movie universe Punxsutawney. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually only is about three blocks away. Okay. Now the thing is, is that Phil approaches. Uh, uh, assuming, you know, okay, the route he's taking, he's on the north side of the park because I'm using the opera house, which in the in the movie universe is the Pennsylvanian Hotel. That's on the south corner of of the town square, the Gobbler's Knob in the film. So he's coming from the, he's coming from the north section, but actually the actual cherry tree bed and breakfast is about two blocks actually south of the square. Mm-hmm. So in a weird way, Phil would essentially walk north and then loop back around and go up. I mean, it's not a horrible thing. He can, he can do it. You know, it's a little weird if he did though, because I'm sick. Because they have they still have the theater there, the, the Woodstock Theater, which we see in the behind him as he crosses the street. Yeah, right. So I I have in my head the 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 route he takes. But yeah, that street when he looks out his bedroom window, if you take if you take that street and you look up like four blocks. All you have to do is essentially take one left and you're in the town square. Like that's actually how close it is. Hmm, cool. So is it that's Woodstock, Illinois. It's not exactly you know, yeah. oh, they have they have a they have a smokehouse right in right in town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. in in once we're in Gosler's Knob, we, we start hearing the music. <laughs> the wonderful Pennsylvania yeah. polka. Strike up the music. The band has begun. Boom, 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 boom. So I had to look this up, and this is an actual <laughs> song. Enough, oddly enough, it didn't take me to information about the song. It took me inf- to information about another Pennsylvania polka. Have you guys heard of this? A polka? The <laughs> it's called I, the Pennsylvania polka, and it was a big deal in the NFL. In the NFL polka? No, no. I, so, I know about the, the the you know the song that we hear in the movie. There's another right. Pennsylvania polka. There is, is an I Eagles know. thing. Surprise! So it talks about this series of moves that affected the Eagles and the Steelers in the NFL from 1940 to 1941, and apparently it ended up like there was this. Let's see. The owner sold his team to another guy. And subsequently bought 50% stake in the Eagles. So he sold the Steelers and bought the Eagles. (laughs) And then somehow players, like nine players from the Eagles went to play for the Steelers instead. And the Steelers got, or the Eagles got like seven players from the other team. And then (laughs) this is why it's a polka because it's like a dance because, and then Philadelphia Eagles moved to Pittsburgh became the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers moved from Pittsburgh to Philadelphia and became the Philadelphia Eagles. This is a story that makes no sense. I, I, so wait, is this like, is this a true story? Like, did this happen? This actually happened. Yes. I mean, I could read it word for word if you wanted better. I mean, but. the 40s, right? So, I mean, like you said it was the 40s this happened. Yeah. I mean, God, oh, there's yeah. I, you know, we, I don't think we need the whole thing word for word, but we'll we'll post a link on the website. We'll send it out on like Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. So there's yeah. There's a Wikipedia article. Yeah, all about the Pennsylvania polka. <laughs> I was not aware. That's weird because my previous I looked up Pennsylvania polka and I just got hits for the song. 
but this is something else. This is this is crazy. And now for something completely different. <laughs> um, the Philadelphia Eagles moved to Pittsburgh, became the new Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Pittsburgh Steelers moved to Philadelphia. I got to check the history. Like, did you just? Did you just edit the Wikipedia page before coming on the podcast? <laughs> this it, this sounds crazy. Like, is this real? Yes. I'd never do that to you, although that is a good idea for future, <laughs> future, future reference. I mean, eventually it would get reverted when people found out, but it would last least long enough for the podcast recording. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't I don't know about that. I do I remember my my uncle, he I don't know if he liked he likes a lot of polka or he just likes the idea of polka. I don't know. But one of, his, one of his daughters was getting married and she married a guy um, uh, 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 when she went to school in Miami. And he was of, he was of Cuban descent. And so when they had the wedding, it was up in Pennsylvania, like a bunch of like Polish, you know, half Polish family and Irish mm-hmm. and Italians. And then like a, a lot. And then the other half of the, of the building was like a Cuban family. Big, big, big mixing. Melting it's pot. like it's like the wedding from Deer Hunter. It's a lot of melding pots, and and so the, I remember at one point of the of the wedding reception, they were playing this hot Latin dance song, and like all like all, all the entire Cuban half of the family, they are all dancing. Everyone's dancing. Everyone, you know, a lot a lot of fast hits moving. And the next song was the Pennsylvania polka, and I've never seen such a cultural whiplash. Like all the Cubans were like, "What is this?" And they all just kind of slowly just sat back down, and then just a <laughs> bunch of us old Polish people are all just like, kind of just like dancing around to it and celebrating. It was just like I I, I remember <laughs> that being like that is a whiplash of a song to play. Like that that DJ is like, I can't mix this. I can't. There's no <laughs> way I can get from one to the next. It's just no. I cannot get from this hot Latin hit. It's a Pennsylvania Paul, <laughs> and I know uh, Uncle Paul. I know he's a, he's the one who's like, you gotta have this song. And the guy's like, okay, it's gonna be a rough one. <laughs> like this is gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I I'll just I always remember that. So there's as as he comes in, there's an awesome sign that somebody's holding up that says, "Come to us, Phil." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know they're talking about the groundhog, but this is still pretty funny. I mean, we got everything here. We got 90s coats. We got groundhog ferries. Look at them. We're on the left side of that gazebo. Yeah, we got yeah. them signs. This place is everything. So, yeah, there's the, the honk if you heart fill <laughs> sign. This is for, for you know, for a, a dour man named Phil. This is this may be hell on earth. <laughs> <laughs> look, look at this, yeah, Phil. Come is, to us, Phil. If you, if you notice, Phil gets. If you notice, as he's walking through the crowd, he's getting a National Guard escort to the stage. God forbid a riot breaks out over the weather predictions. <laughs> they got to get the National Guard. They're like, we got to get state troopers. We got to get everybody here. This place could turn into bedlam if this prediction goes south. Now, apparently, <laughs> apparently, this. Uh... This town is very friendly with its homeless people. They they openly let them have their fire pits in in gatherings. <laughs> Do you guys see the fire pits that are just like the kind that yeah, homeless yeah. people use? 
<laughs> just well, like yeah the barrel fire yeah the barrel you have fire. Expect, they should be like circled around singing doo-wop or something or, i like to think yeah. that was a city ordinance like all right let's just block off the parking sections let's put those flaming barrels next to the gazebo and the trees <laughs> like it's just like part of like all right let's get all the crazies out and as, as rita says like they're they they drink the cocoa. They dance by the fire in some pagan ritual to fill. Uh, I don't and, see the fire marshal okaying that fire being that close to the gazebo. Yeah, that's not up to code. These guys are partying. We should not let them do this. How many how many town gazebos have they gone through in the years? Yeah, this is gazebo number twelve. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe yeah, I don't know. Does does Phil insure the gazebo? Is that covered? Oh, you're probably making a bank in this place. <laughs> well, maybe maybe Phil's got a point about about them being hicks because so Rita says they sing songs till they get too cold. Then they go sit by the fire and they get warm. Then they come back and they sing some more. You can't sing near the fire. No, like is that no, no. you have to get away. You can't. You gotta. Maybe that's just they drink so much. Yes, and they sing you don't like want You don't. <laughs> you don't need to be singing thing. close to that fire. <laughs> oh my! Yeah, so, I like. Yeah. Why does everybody say his name twice? Ned did it. Phil. Phil. Phil? Yeah. And then she does. And then Rita's too. like Phil. 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 Come over here. Me? Yeah. It's maybe because like. Yeah, Phil Connors. He's just like locked in this like death stare, and he just he just hears that name all all the time while in this town. Oh, Phil today, and this and that. And he knows we're not talking about him. He just kind of zones out, and then yeah, people have to repeat it when they're calling him because he's just. You guys have to. Are you talking to me or the groundhog? You guys yeah. have to keep track during the movie how many times people say his name twice. Oh my god! I'll have to. Well, and maybe that's that's a sign of. The two fills we did talk a lot a, bit, a little bit earlier that one of the things um, Bill Murray did to to help keep him straight in terms of all these iterations and in which scene they were doing, he would ask Ramus before they they rolled, you know, what am I doing this scene? Am I good Phil or am I bad Phil? Right. So maybe that's that's a that's a beginning of hinting at that dichotomy of the two fills. They're they're calling literally Phil Phil. Mm, interesting. Yeah, because we'll see. There's like the bad Phil, and then Phil changes. There's a different Phil by the end. So there are these, the two sides. This movie, if it, of any movie, clearly shows what character growth means. <laughs> yeah. So my my question is, is that um, I this is so this is the next time we see Rita and and um, Larry. Larry. Yeah, Larry. Since yeah. we last saw them yesterday. So I like to think it's like so like let's say they they got dinner they probably got an after dinner drink and then you think mm-hmm. like Rita saw like that people started gathering at night and she's like Larry get the camera like we gotta like film all this and Larry's like all right whatever and then like you know maybe they do like filming at night so like she actually has some documented footage of these people singing and dancing and going to the fire and then so maybe she was kind of like maybe Rita was even kind of like up all night in the early morning like essentially just watching them as if it was like a geographic program <laughs> like a zoo yeah she's like and, but she's doing it from excited she's just she loves this little town all these people i mean and, and phil on the other hand obviously wants nothing to do with this all right so but uh i have a problem with her here <laughs> so she does not know this man she literally just met him yesterday because you have the scene where she's you know in the blue 
with the blue screen behind her. They don't know each other. Right. They've only driven up here together for the first time. And she is so handy with him here. <laughs> she's grabbing his tie. She's patting his chest. She's doing everything to say, like, I want you bad. She is very familiar. And again, like we said with Ned, going in with the touching. I mean, it's not entirely, I don't know. I didn't think it was weird because she's like the producer. And then they're out here. They're on location. They don't have, it's not like they've got a makeup and wardrobe and all that other stuff. It's Phil's on camera. Larry's holding the camera. She's the only one there. And you want to make sure the tie's straight and, and everything else. Yeah. But yeah, you, it, it, she is awfully familiar for, again, a guy she just met yesterday. Right. And who has not been very nice to her in this in the time <laughs> that she's known him. Maybe maybe the reason she's doing it is in her mind, she's like kind of touch him like, hey, hey, like trying to get his attention because he's probably like he's making sour faces. He's looking at all these people. He can't handle it. And she's like, hey, hey, I'm right here. Come on. Let's let's focus. Let's focus yeah. on because she probably like she already heard all of his sour talk yesterday. And she's like, let's not bring this on camera. Hey, come on. Like that. It's kind of like a like, come on, hey, I'm right here. Let's do this. Yeah. Like, focus. <laughs> focus on what we got to do right now. And he's like, oh, I can't believe. Oh, you won't believe I had to walk two blocks. And, oh, I, and that's it. She's like, no, hey, hey, come on, Groundhog. Let's just, let's, let's keep, let's keep the spirits up right now. You know, I think, I think right. that's, in my mind, she's kind of doing it like a doting mother, kind of like, let's get ready for the pictures. We're going to Sears. Let's go. We're going to Sears. Get the pictures, the family yeah. pictures. Well, and isn't, isn't a road trip like a relationship accelerator? Essentially, yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, they just spent, well, I mean, it wasn't a heck, I mean, it wasn't a, you know, maybe what, 90 minutes in, in the van together. So they had that time to yeah. to bond. Yeah, she she knows you know. enough of Phil's, you know, rudeness and sourness to know that, like, you got to, like, you got to be really extra nice to him to meet him halfway on something. Yeah. Though she shows, like, she hasn't been turned off by... Right. Basically everything Phil did yesterday and, you know, the kind of the, some of the, you know, the crude comments he was making. I mean, she doesn't know the crude comments he hasn't made yet, but (laughs) in terms of, of, of what he was saying yesterday. um, But yeah, that's probably all forgotten. He pretty much propositioned her yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, That that, that really (laughs) is a, yeah, it's like, that really is creepy. You know, that's like, and that was like really early in the movie too. You know, she did him a solid as a producer. She's like, I know you don't want to stay here. I got you somewhere else. willing to help. And yeah, he's like, oh, and, and like, what do you say? Like something with my back or my like the pelvic tilt. Pelvic. Yeah. Don't use the word <laughs> pelvic around a woman unless she's your yeah. actual doctor, please. <laughs> so oh, yeah. he, he, he throws the excuse here saying that he got caught up by a leech. Is he talking about Ned? I mean, yeah, that's I see. Yeah, I assume he's, he's, he's yeah, that's Ned, the uh, the giant leech. It oh, was horrible. That's so rough. Uh, Poor Ned. Yeah, I think that's why I think she's, she's taking the tie trying to get his attention because she sees him just like his eyes are darting all over these people. She, she's on her second wind seeing all these people like enjoying themselves. And so she's got to like get Phil like kind of like, come on, let's 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 put the best face on right now because he's like, I mean, look at it like. Like second forty seven, forty eight, he has like this. He looks like a child looking at like you know, I don't know, a bunch of school books. Like that's the face he's making. Like, oh, this, I gotta deal with this. <sighs> yeah. So that's yeah. that's how I see the relationship right now. It's like a mother trying to trying to like get her kid to like, come on, let's let's put a big face on. Like, let's look at the bright side of the morning. 
and he, you know what like, it's almost like it's almost like a boxer who just came out around 10 yeah. and his his trainer's <laughs> trying to refocus his attention yes. like come on come back to the real world yeah, yeah. that's so that's how I, I see it as and then i love this this little thing that he does with the camera he uses it as a mirror yeah <laughs> oh Wait. And you know Larry hates that, like someone just grabbing the camera, like while he's got. Oh on yeah, shoulder. yeah. It's it's. Oh, it's so. Because oh, yeah, he's in charge of that property. If it broke, like they're gonna go, yeah. Larry, and take. We're taking it out of your bank. And that's the thing is, what I want to know Phil's opinions on when you're allowed to have fun outside. That's pretty much what it comes. That's like my last note because of that. It's like these people are literally <laughs> just like having fun in the morning. They got hey, they got nowhere to be. They're just having fun here, and it's it's Phil finds this atrocious. It's just like. All right, Phil. What's what's fun? Is it just, is it is it, what's fun? Like, just he he is offended by the very concept of fun. I want, Definitely. I want to tell Thomas my my theory when the first thing he said to Mrs. Lancaster in her bed and breakfast when she asked me how he slept <laughs> and he said he said I slept alone. I slept alone. I want to just be real quick about it, but it's like it to me. The first vibe I got was, what you just hire escorts while in Pittsburgh, like every other night. Like that's the vibe I got. Because right. we both agreed he does not have a stable woman that he sees. Oh no! So like he's, I'm like, I'm like, no, he's going to the phone book and he's calling the number and he's asking for, uh, do you have that brunette? Do you have that uh, that redhead? Uh, is that lady named Rachel? Is she around? Like that's the things he's asking at nights, and it's just like I can uh, <laughs> creepo. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> So we do get so in in the background while we're totally absorbed by Rita's enthusiasm and, and Phil's disgust, yeah. we see a train of black top hats. Oh yes, passed behind as they they get up on the pavilion. And what um, so what Ramus says in the commentary is that as we've said, this is not like the actual Punxsutawney. Uh, in Punxsutawney, the area where they have the the festivities is actually outside of town. It's kind of a wooded area. Um, it's not like a central square the way this is. Um, but Ramus did say that the pavilion, this kind of platform that the folks are on for the, the presentation to come, that that is accurate. Yeah. That, that they, they did recreate that setting from the actual Punxsutawney um, festivities. So we do get some so – there is some accuracy to this whole thing. Yeah. I do like that we get to see uh, Brian Murray here right in the background. He's the lead top hat mm-hmm. there. So we get, this is the first little first little view you get of his brother here. Is is Brian the older one? I would guess so. Let's see. I'll, I'll look at their ages real quick. He's 72 right now, and Bill is 67. So, yeah, he's the older brother. Oh, yeah. Uh, See, he is the older brother, and you may remember him. He was uh, Lou Loomis in Caddyshack. Yep. Sort of like the, the head caddy guy. And then we also recently saw Brian Doyle Murphy in National Lampoon's Christmas Wait, Vacation. Wait, is it Murphy or Murray? You're doing that again. Murray. Murray. Oh, did I say Murphy uh, again? I'm going to start having a ticker every time you do that. He's going to have to change oh, his name. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, we had Br- Brian Doyle Murray. In uh, National Lampoon's Christmas yes. Vacation as Clark's boss, Frank Shirley. So uh, shout out to National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation Day. Yeah, those guys are awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Water on but, uh, yeah, we, we get a little bit, a little peek at Brian Doyle, and we see him. We'll see him more uh, next week. But he's he's great. He's a lot of fun. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's what I have. I said, that's, that's most of my minutes. And, you know. 
Um, I just want to pass it all to you. Who else? Anyone else had any other last little things to discuss? I, I think up? I exhausted everything I had. I actually just pulled that that Brian Toil Murray right out of my butt right there. So. <laughs> good, good. All right. All right. Good job. Yeah, the only other thing I have is that if you visit Woodstock, Illinois, which you should, it's it's a great place, um, they've got plaques all around oh. town from the filming. This is kind of their claim to fame. They're, they're one shot at the big time. Um, other than that Eugene Debs uh, trial we talked about <laughs> earlier. But there's a plaque on the sidewalk, like where the pothole is, that you know, <laughs> Bill Murray stepped here. That's like the big draw. Bill Murray almost like, broke his leg right here. I think, I think there's some plaques around <laughs> yeah. Philly like that. Like this is where Stallone was uh, during. I think there's one at Pat's Cheesesteaks. I think it's where it's like, I think it's near Pat's where it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, Stallone stood here during the filming of Rocky. I'm pretty yeah. sure. So hey, good. I'm glad they did that. Yeah, so I mean, they they filled in the pothole. There is not a hole in the in the street, but there's a plaque. To be like, yeah, you can there too. Yeah, there's the, you can find pictures of it online uh, if you don't feel it's like it's good. They filled it out. in because they couldn't handle the annual car insurance. Yeah, for- <laughs> yeah. yeah, they got tired of hearing hearing from Ned, so like you know what, let's just fill in that <laughs> hole. But it, the little there's a little plaque that literally says Bill Murray stepped here. Oh, <laughs> So there you go. So something to look out for when you're uh, next time you swing. I honestly wonder if uh, the town did the same thing I was looking up. Like they have, I mean, maybe they don't want because it's, you know, it's a private residence, but essentially you could hypothetically walk the route that Phil might've walked into town from the cherry tree. Mm -hmm. So we got it. We, we got to do that. Dave, you and I road trip, you, you be, you be fit road trip. You be Phil. You recreate the walk. (laughs) I'll be Ned. You get about halfway there. You round that corner, and I'll run up on you and try to sell you some insurance. I'll be Rita, just so I can touch your chest a lot. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Yes. On that note, I think I think that we have that's it for uh, minute mm-hmm. twelve. That's it for week number three. Um, thanks, thanks again, Thomas, for for joining oh, this us. Has been it's been awesome. a lot of fun. It's been my pleasure. And, uh, so I want to add. So let's get into a little bit. You've mentioned you do the thing, the X Minutes podcast, yes. where you cover the X Men movie. It's kind of like what we're doing here, but in a way, it's kind of not like right. So, so maybe tell us a little bit more. We were about talking that. about doing this. Me and my co-hosts, uh, Steve Lasto and Jerry O'Brien. We knew that we were going into a project that was going to be long. I mean, there's at least mm-hmm. 10 movies right now oh God, for yeah. the X-Men universe. And we want to hit all of them. And we weren't sure we were willing to really dive in one minute at a time because we were worried that it'd probably take a little too long. Mm-hmm. So we were yeah. trying to come up with different ways. And we're, one person said, like, maybe 10 minutes, maybe, you know, five minutes, whatever. And then Steve came up with the idea of doing it scene by scene. And we decided that... Since X is a variable in most math, we would call it the X minutes. It's variable minutes. It changes depending on how long the scene is. And so we're just analyzing the scene by scene. I like that. And you you think you're going to release it on a daily or a weekly schedule? Oh, we release on a weekly schedule. We're currently releasing uh, every Monday. Cool, cool. There you go. Something to get your week start off with, which actually that works out very well. We're Tuesday through Friday. There you go. You're, you're what are you going to do on Monday? Right there. Nice. there you go. You listen to X minutes <laughs> on Monday and then we'll, you write it out with us. Yeah, and we also <laughs> wanted our, our, 
our episodes to be kind of longer. We're okay with them being anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour, hour and a half, somewhere in there. And that's why we're only doing one a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's really interesting. I haven't had a chance to, uh, to check it out yet. Cause I'm, I've been busy doing my own podcast, <laughs> I know how that goes. See, but, uh, but yeah, I definitely want to check it out. Those are some, some exciting movies, some really exciting scenes. So, uh, and, and you've got a good crew yourself and your, oh, these guys, some, some experienced podcasts. These guys are amazing. Jerry O'Brien is a plethora of comic book knowledge. Right. And if there's something you want to know, he can probably name the, the book and the page that it happened on and which panel it was. He's pretty awesome. And Steve's the same way. Steve's a little bit younger than Jerry, but he brings just as much knowledge about comics. I don't have any comics knowledge, so I'm the, uh, the audience kind of uh, voice in there. Yes. I come in, I come yeah. in loving the movies and loving the cartoons and stuff like that. So that's my, my headway into it. I got to get into that danger room because the news today was like Marvel was doing another reboot in their comics. And it's very exhausting. It's like their movies are like, they always hit them out of the park. I just saw black Panther. And I loved it, but they cannot get their act together with their comics right now. And it's like, they've rebooted it like eight times within like the last few years. It's amazing trying to keep up with with what these guys talk about sometimes, but it's a lot of fun. Cool, too. very cool. Speaking of Black Panther, if you guys, any of you listeners, are interested, we did record a Black Panther episode nice. that came out that's coming out tomorrow for us here in Recording Land. But <laughs> so it'll be up on our feed for anybody that wants to go listen to what us three thought about Black Panther. Cool, 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 and you can find out what we think um, you can find us online at groundhogminute.com. You can also join the conversation on our Facebook group, gobblers knob, the groundhog minute listeners group. And we're also on Twitter at groundhog minute. And so that's it for us. Thank you for listening. And we will see you tomorrow. If there is one. <laughs> it's a doozy. A doozy. <laughs> Your hair's too long